Hey everybody, welcome back. We are on episode number four, but episode number one of 2022 of the TO Desk by 956 Productions. I am your host, Shib. It's really nice to be back here with uh, a couple familiar faces. I've got Corin. Corin, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's good to hear. Uh, DJ Cream, Daryl, how are you doing? Yo, happy New Year's, everyone. It's really nice to be here on the new year. Uh, Tenma, how have you been? Happy New Year's. Good to be back. All right. If you have been listening, uh, first of all, we took a break from this last episode because uh, everybody was on holiday. So, you know, Happy New Year's to everybody again. And uh, thank you for wa- uh, listening to any of our existing episodes. We've been on YouTube and we've been on uh, now Spotify and a couple of different podcast feeds. So we've been really trying to get uh, the show out there. So I just want to thank everybody for their initial support because we plan on doing this thing throughout the whole year if we can. Uh, and hopefully, you know, looking into 2023, maybe we can keep this going because we are definitely having a great time with it. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the past and the future. So we're going to kind of look back at a couple of stories from 2021. And then we're going to talk about uh, our expectations for 2022 or some of the things that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, so you guys have the topic list here. First, 2021 FTC highlights. This can be anything. This can be absolutely whatever. Uh, this is your 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 space to soapbox about whatever it is that you care about that happened in 2021. So I'm just gonna go down the list. I want to hear one thing at least. If you if you got two, you know, feel free. Uh, what was a highlight for you in 2021, Corin? Let me start from the top. Vortex Gallery. Yep, I think a lot of us here would agree with that. Uh, do you have any any anything in particular about that that you felt was particularly strong? Uh, just, you know, seeing everybody come out for their games. We had like 66 games, was it? Or was it even more than that? It was more than that. Uh, 66, that number that you got comes from... That's uh, the Maturinos. The Maturinos, yeah. yeah. So we um, we were sent, we'll probably have this up on our socials by the time this episode comes out, we were sent a certificate for running 66 events uh, in 2021 with Maturino. All of that was, was through Vortex Gallery. Thousands of dollars raised. Uh, you know, we are eternally grateful not only to, I think, what Maturino does, but also to the community because we can put our events out there, but it comes down to people supporting us for that those numbers to go up. So uh, definitely want to take the th- time to thank everybody. So, yeah, I think uh, that's a great pick. Uh, Daryl, do you have any, any particular highlights that you want to shout out? Yeah, this is the year where Melty Blood players got to eat a smorgasbord of new content. Like... Like, what was it, March? They announced the new Melty Blood. And then I was, me and a bunch of, like, old school he- old heads are just, like, losing our friggin' minds. Is like, And then the fact that, like, over the summer, we got, like, new content, like, at, like, a three-minute, like, trailer of new content every single, like, week was, like, all right, cool. They kept, they kept feeding us enough and then, like, leading up to Type Lumina release and then now going into this new year. I'm pretty sure this episode comes out just as the new characters. Um, yeah, they'll be out for what, Dead Apostle, three yeah, Dead days. Apostle Noel and Alco drops. Yeah, so like, you know, like 2000, 2021 was you know Melty Blade eating, and then we're gonna continue eating in this new year. I feel like this episode is gonna have a lot of French bread love because I can tell you right now, this topic list I plan on mentioning French bread a couple of times, but um, I'll, I'll go, my, I'll go next. Uh, I'm gonna echo actually the last two. Uh, Vortex Gallery was obviously uh, a continuation of what we did with Animevo, um, even bigger, uh, and you know, us launching into our own. So it was it was really great. It was a highlight for me, obviously, to to do that, especially to come onto the team because you know now we we have this independent branding that we do. Um, so you know, like of all the tournaments that I helped out with, because you know, people who know me. It, they can literally just ping me like, "Hey, you know, do you want to run a tournament?" I'll be like, "Yeah, sure." I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll always throw myself out there and be like, "Yeah, I'll try." You know, I'm gonna try to make it happen. I, I can help this day. I can, you know, if, if I'm available, I'll do it. I'm always throwing myself into something. Uh, but Vortex Gallery was bigger than everything else, I think, and I and I did some really cool things. Um in in the TO space, the online events in 2021. Uh, other other highlight. Um, for me, was um, Melty Blood community, but more specifically, um, what I did with Concerto in 2021. Uh, because you know whether or not that changed something for people who play Melty Blood, 
uh, is not really why it's a highlight for me. It's because I put so much damn time into it. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was just so much work. <laughs> you know, like you, you can't not, I can't not pretend that I didn't put hundreds of hours into making that project, you know, regardless of how, how many people use it or whatever. Like that was just such a significant part of, uh, the projects that I undertook, um, coding, you know, a front end application, um, uh, doing you know integration into the multi-blood application you know doing like reverse engineering doing the server uh, writing all the documents countless hours of tech support um it, it was worth it right and it, it was definitely the maybe the second biggest thing if not the biggest thing that i did um and if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, Concerto is a <laughs> graphical front end for Multiblood Community Edition. So you have a nice user interface with new art and sound that we developed. Uh, it adds a ton of new features. It adds online lobbies, which were not available uh, in CC Caster. It kind of ties up all the package into something that looks a little more presentable, right? And uh, this went a long way towards... Um, getting new people into the game, people who were not necessarily interested in dealing with a command line application or, or just adding new features. Cause online lobbies was just not a thing for, for MBA. Yeah. yeah just, just, just to jump in on that. Like as a, as a player, uh, I spent a lot of time, especially on the lead up to type Lumina, like spending a lot of time playing um, current code. And yeah, like caster has been the thing that we've used for like damn near, like, you know, damn near a decade at this point. And like the, the entrenched veterans we're used to like, you know, hopping onto a Discord or a DM, DMing our, our IPs. And, like, you know, that sets up a whole bunch of, like, friggin', like, uh, security issues. And I know that, like, once Concerto dropped, it made, you know, having a lobby system or, like, now, like, mo the most recent update had, like, matchmaking. Like, yeah, we, we that's got incredible. Like, I, I know even, like, the Jap like the Japanese community, they, they love not having to um, type in their IP addresses and just setting up a JP lobby. And yeah, that's I'll shout out a couple of names. Uh, thank you to, like, Nerd Josh, um, Majin Obama, and their, his Discord, the Doogies. Um, shout outs to, uh, on the JP side, Jin Kuma, um, a lot of those guys in the JP side were some of the earliest people, and a lot of streamers like took it for a spin, which gave me a lot of anxiety. I was like, "Oh my god, something's gonna break!" <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it actually it didn't. We really didn't have many. Like Hanzo Gonzo uh, also streamed on it and had a good time, and I was just like. I was just like so ready for something to go wrong. And you know what? <laughs> Nothing went wrong. I think the only time that something was like wrong was like when new I think I saw Shinobi stream. Shinobi streamed it. Yeah, Shinobi streamed it. Um Makoto Fox was doing streams like every single day with it. Like in the lead up to Type Lumen, he was doing lobbies every single day. I will say every single one of like Makoto Fox's stream titles were like me like meta like meta defining gold like it was just be yeah, some sort of meta commentary on the, on the I retweeted every single I, one I of those when he was doing that exactly I, I was I was all over that but yeah I mean <laughs> I saw like a lot of people use it to like get people into actress again current code like in the lead up to type Lumina so that was really cool uh that was definitely a big payoff and uh, you know it's still there. The nice part is that I don't even. Uh, I've done a lot of optimizations to kind of like not have to pay for servers and for it to be kind of less maintenance, so I can go into twenty two, not having to think about it too much. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, Concerto was a big part of what I did in twenty twenty one. So that that definitely dragged on for a bit, but you know, I had to mention it. Uh, Tenma, talk to me. What what was your highlight of twenty twenty one? Yeah. Uh, before I get to that, I actually wanted to ask you a question. Sure, talk to me. Sure, real talk quick. To me. Is is Ccaster like open source at this point? Yeah, it is. Like I'm still okay. That's got, so I was about to ask. Like, because originally when it was conceptualized, you know, it was uh, mass scientist. Like, yes. From uh, uh, yeah, it's actually from uh Ontario, Canada. Uh, and then uh, he, I guess he's been a hermit. I haven't seen that fool in years now. But like, uh, I don't know if he had any involvement with this because uh, i didn't know if it was open source or not this uh point. i'll kind of really address like who's making what um so really quick um ccaster 3.0 was mad site as you mentioned <laughs> um mm -hmm. but ever since that came out owing to like windows updates and stuff there's been there has been a need for maintenance 
And that has fallen to two people, uh, Pluot and Rekkar. Um, Pluot's been around for a long time. Rekkar, I I've also known him. Also been around for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> around for a long time. Some some you know some people tell me that he's been around uh, doing other things. Uh, that he's that his work on Melty is relatively new. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but he you know Pluot was doing a lot of maintenance, and then Rekkar was working on the three point one update, which was like a big game changing update. Uh, that I I had I had coordinated with him to kind of divide the work between what needed to be updated in CC caster and what concerto could bring to the table. Right. Nice. Um, so Ccaster 3.1 now is, is out. Uh, it brings a ton of cool stuff. It brings the matchmaking. It brings the trial mode, um, which was Rekar's kind of pet project for a long time doing, doing tr- combo trials in, in multi blood. Um, <laughs> It it adds SOCD behaviors in the configuration, so you don't have to download like an extra DLL. Um, so that's nice for keyboard players. And then online lobbies was like the thing that I was working on, and also the graphical presentation. Um, so Rekar's work was directly modifying CC Caster, right? That that code is open source, uh, so the community has developed a couple different updates um, nice. in the past, and. Uh, 3.1 is now like the the standard like it, it's where it needs to be um nice. and it does everything that people want the reason that i guess people have asked me is the reason that concerto is a separate application is because mad size design for cc caster was so heavily reliant on being a graphic like a text console application that if anyone wanted to develop something like this they would have to do a lot of reworking of that code and the problem is that a lot of it is very old c plus plus some of it is assembly there's just like a, a ton of de- dependencies and it's just like you know that might be okay for someone else but at least for me in in my capacity as a programmer and what i wanted to do i was like i need to find a different way so so i i I went around it a different way of developing a program that could control CC Caster so that I didn't have to learn the minutia of developing like a complete rework of CC Caster. Cause that would, that would not only take me way longer, it would potentially add, add up to like a lot of incompatibilities. Uh, yeah. You, you want to keep the backwards compatibility for sure. Yeah. And I, I busted my ass to make sure that absolutely everybody who can access it, you know, can, I couldn't do everything. Uh, but you know, a lot of people can use it. The majority of the player base, like a, a large majority. So that was uh, development priority. I can talk about this stuff for obviously hours because you know, <laughs> so much of it was was on me. Maybe another time, uh, I'll do a post mortem or, or something. That'll be that'll be the paid content podcast. Yeah, that'll worry. be the, that'll be the the first Patreon episode. Don't worry, guys. Um, Yo, there you go. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, Tenma, oh, you yes. didn't even tell me what your highlights was. Talk to me. Yes, yes. Uh, so obviously, I uh, everything we've talked about so far, all great stuff. I guess I'll come from the the side of uh, Arc System Works uh, side of things. So 2021, Strive, Guilty Gear Strive, and even before that, like the whole beta, the open beta, if are uh, on Steam, and that kind of like led up to like, oh, what can Arxis offer on their implementation of rollback? And Plus R was like, hey, it's a community favorite game. And then they did, right off the bat, they did pretty well. And then really fast with the modding or like the maintenance, like you said. And then I'll come strive. And then that, I felt like, completely changed how people view uh, online play, right? Um, So that that just, uh, and A, like it was definitely a, a big game that a lot of people were excited to play for sure and then now that still extends right obviously strive is still a main game like still an updated game um, yeah strive is like huge dude. holy shit and then <laughs> now and now they're expanding that uh backwards i guess in the sense that now we also get blaze blue rollback coming uh or the open beta is out like and they're doing it like the plus r style of just like oh it's just like infinite beta i'm so glad they did if, that. If, yeah, infinite beta i i, I mean you know, they realized how popular it was with plus r right so it's just like 
HBO just keep adding. I just want to say also on like adding to that, the state in which the beta launched for CF was really good. Um, like, was. like yeah. there's like people like people have some very valid stuff like that they should and probably will address, but like one of the one of the things that caught me is that a lot of people don't know how beautiful the 3D stages in in Blue have always been. That was yeah. that was like a thing to me when I per- first played Blue on Xbox 360. I was like, wow, this shit looks awesome. It's like got these 3D oh, yeah. stages and the music. It's like a lot of people who were previously exposed to, you know, Blue, you know, with net play stages and all that, they had not seen that. And I saw a lot of people kind of appreciate that aspect. So for them to have launched the rollback beta with every stage working perfectly is really <laughs> something it's really good uh they did a really even, good job even with that. some of the soft dance stages works there are there are soft dance stages in please uh, so yeah, please, please keep uh vocal songs banned though because people want to monetize their footage please that's, that, that is Don't be true. that guy who oh, yeah, plays sure. uh, Endgazer for 50 times in a row at the setup. <laughs> that and there's a few others. Uh, but yeah, no, again, I'm super excited about uh, obviously Strive as the uh, the frontline game, how that's going to be played out for this year. Uh, Arc Revo has happened and is happening, uh, right? Because in Canada, we're having uh, Arc Revo Canada end of this month so it's still continuing it's still going then for every other arxis games high hopes for that too so yeah <laughs> really excited um i i mentioned this on twitter um i think like last month i said that it's actually crazy how like arc went from like having no games with rollback to like strive plus r cf tag and dnf that's five games by the end of next, Tags. by the end of this year, there's gonna be they're gonna have five titles of rollback netcode, and yeah, minimum, minimum, right? Yeah, like that is crazy turnaround time. Like if you think about, <laughs> if you think about, like how long it really took them to make all this stuff, right? It's kind of crazy. It's only been like two years. I don't, I don't remember when they started doing the press tour for Strive. That was like 2019. Something like that. And, uh, like, they did the delay and all that. And after Strive came out, they kind of went ham. So, you know, big ups <laughs> to them on the turnaround time. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to wrap it for this topic. So let's go to um, let's go to the, the big thing that dropped on us last month um, that we should talk about. Because, you know, we're going to start looking at what, what's coming up in 2022. And uh, we got a glimpse of that in the open beta test for DNF Duel and the second open beta test for King of Fighters 15. Um, I I kind of want to ask, like, which one did you guys play and uh, what was your strongest impression? Uh, even if, you know, like, you're strong, like, you, you, you had to, you, they were at literally the same time. You had to sit down and pick one. So at the end of the day, you're going to have one strong impression left on you. I think by having that, because you you've got to like divide your time. You're like, okay, which one do I want to play? So one of these has to have left an impact on you. So what I want to hear is, uh, you know, did you play both of them? And after that, what was your big takeaway from that weekend? So Corin, I'm gonna talk. Take it from the top again. All right, I was stuck in a a vortex with a low to no internet access. So mostly I played KOF because I could play that offline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a little bit of time in with um, most of the characters. I don't think I play. No, I did play K-Dash a bit, but that was the last one, I think. Anyway, I got, I got time in with a lot of the characters. I didn't have much time to play, though. Um, it's pretty good so far. Um, the new character, uh, El- Ilsa. Yeah, is that, yeah is, is she's kind of weird. She's got a lot of movement options that are cool. Like a lot of her toolkits, a lot of air movement, which feels real weird, especially if you're like a Shune player, like I was. Like, yeah, it kind of travel and like in, in an arc rather than straightforward. Yeah, instead so. of having like air dashes, she has like uh, different air command jumps. Yeah, yeah, almost like a like a command double jump, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so she like has how... a move she can do out of it too. 
I was talking with um, you know, not- notable King of Fighters player LeBron because he's he's local to me and nine eight yeah, nine he, eight nine eight nine eight eight yeah. So he was saying that like like the the way to like look at Elsa is that you shouldn't be like the the double jump mix up should be like layer two of the of like you know the mix up game. Like you should be playing normal King of Fighters doing you know the typical high low type of deal on people's wake ups and then once they start you know reading those kind of options that's when you start integrating the double jump mix-ups and i was like okay yeah this this seems very doable as opposed to like shune where you know almost almost every time you kind of want to like you know mix up high low air dash yeah. not air dash yeah she's her name is isla 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 yeah, there you go. isla yeah okay um, yeah the the uh the other character i think that's um uh, Cronin, I think they're calling Cronin, him now. Uh, K nine nine nine. Yeah, K four nine. He seems all turn? right. They got rid of the um, the pretzels are gone. No more uh, classic raging storm input, which you can still do it as it though. Supposedly, okay, yeah, if, if, you, oh, if you just you? took uh, if you just took nameless and you did that to him, the character would go from like one of the easier characters to play. So if he's got this one hard to just the straight up easiest character to play, and he's too good. Uh, but with Cronin, I don't think it's going to be as much of a problem because uh, he's not nameless or K49, even though he has like a lot of the same uh, tools, kind of. Yeah, but like the max mode operates differently from, o- yeah, from yeah. O2, so it's not that as problematic. Yeah, it's not just DP, 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 and then you do Raging Storm and they're dead. Yeah. It's still it's still pretty easy, like you know, confirm though, because like I he like still has those him. the super meaty jump ins that you could confirm in a max mode. On yeah, 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 mm, yeah, yeah. And uh, the other character I think that's going to be really sick is I think Rio is pretty much the sickest he's been since like eleven. <laughs> <laughs> he is Rio pretty sick. Amazing. Um, yeah, I, I think Terry's also kind of sick. Like, I was about to I say, think... there's no way you can't mention Terry is Terry is sauced the fuck up this time. Oh uh, yeah, being able to juggle yes, off of power yes, geyser yes, is sick, dude. Dude, fu- yes, dude, like yes. being able to do like power charge and special cancel. I was like, this is sick. Power charge that's has a, that's armor. not a new yeah. Power charge into special is not a new concept, but like it's really cool that they yeah he um... had that. Yeah, so I guess that's your impression of of the beta weekend, uh, Daryl. What have you got for me? Yeah, so I, I played a little bit of um, King of Fighters, but most of my time was actually with the DNF like beta, just because it's 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 shiny, it's new, it looks super wild, and I played Inqui- I played Inquisitor for most of that, so I was hitting people with the Beyblade the entire the entire time <laughs> online. That move is has to go. It's 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 really good because it just keeps fools on lockdown and since there's a guard break in this i'm just like i'm just gonna spin a win until they guard break character's nice bro i haven't seen a character like throw out like as broken like a spinny move since like hiryu and survival arts Dude, dude, like just a one game, like that. That move, no, (laughs) dude, that move alone just passes all kinds of eye tests. Like you don't, you you could be at any level of like you know, um, fighting game aptitude to know that that move is completely busted. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I know, I know NorCal, the book of the book of fools. I was playing. They were on that Crusader grind. I was like, yep, I I feel it. You know, gotta be one with Jesus and everything. But yeah. That character looks like like super funny. Like I like that. I I like almost every character's design in this game. And like I I've never played um Dungeon Fight Online, so all these fools look you know pretty swag to be honest. Yeah, I mean I haven't played Dungeon Fighter in like over a decade, but a lot of the characters it seems like their inputs are pretty much exactly the same as they were in the MMO. Which you know what's cool. really That's funny? Tight. I want to I want to mention something now that you mentioned that. Uh, a lot of people took to Twitter to complain about simplified inputs. Um, after the beta ended, I guess just because they had nothing better to do with their day, and um, you know what's really funny is like I understood the argument with Grand Blue because like Grand Blue is not any other game other than like a mobile game, so like you know they have to make their own decisions about the fighting game system. But Dungeon Fighter is literally a fighting game MMO. They literally have this system of input in the original yeah, game. So the if you're gonna same- log into Twitter and make an ass of yourself by saying, "Hey," I don't like this simplified input system. It's literally like the only mechanic that they carried over from DFO. 
Like it's it's probably the only mechanic that makes any sense in the game. <laughs> so I was just like, you know, <laughs> this is not a new thing. Uh, especially not for Dungeon Fighter fans. You're the one who's making yourself look a little weird because, I mean, anybody who's been playing DFO for a long amount of time is going to be like, yeah, I mean, this is this is exactly how it works. <laughs> it's like, isn't, this all, isn't yeah. it always like this? I just, it, I felt the disconnect between, like, people who, who, like, just play fighting games and people who can appreciate the source material of the game, right? The, the other thing I need to complain about in terms of, like, people's Twitter hot takes is, um, Arc is not developing the gameplay. It's aiding. It's Marvel vs. Capcom 4 for real, but Dungeon <laughs> Fighter instead. I, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I like how hammed are going on with this, so I can appreciate it. And I, if you play an aiding game, you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute, but I, I do think that I, I hope they do I hope they do make it a little easier to or at least enforce some sort of creativity because the thing about it was like it it's fine to have very lenient combo systems like barring like the grappler infinite for example like that stuff needs to be addressed and and I think we're probably going to be better off that that stuff gets addressed unless you know you know like unless it's like a, like a fate unlimited codes like situation where like the, that one grab infinite exists right um but for example, if Crusader's best combo is to juggle you and just hit 5S over and over and over to, like, slam you on the wall, like, I'm sure everybody saw that clip of, like, Crusader just, like, hammered, smashing down, just, like, keeping the opponent, like, 15 feet in the air. I'm just like, that's cool. It also does a lot of damage. So that might just be the best thing he can do, and I'm kind of worried about what that would look like if people are just doing that over and over. But... Uh, would you prefer it didn't do a lot of damage, but he just kept doing it for longer? Yeah, honestly, it'd be really funny. Timer scam. Oh, like the old Waldfinite and 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 Unil. All right, I see. It would be really funny. I'm not gonna lie to you. If he just did it for like a really long time, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was just kind of worried about like, like when you have very free free form combo structure, which this game pretty much did, given what what they're giving players tools for. Uh, you also got to worry about whether or not the gameplay kind of very quickly gets figured out into like, oh, this is really easy to do and also does a ton of damage. Um, we'll, we'll see, right? But, you know, a lot of people seem to like the initial showing, even if things got a little out of hand, which I guess was what people wanted, right? People also wanted things to get out of hand uh, with aiding's involvement. Um all right, Sometimes I guess you gotta choose violence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they did. Oh, they did. Um. All right. Uh, my impressions of the DNF duel and KO fifteen beta. I played both betas. I had plenty of time to play both of them. Uh, my opinion of that weekend is that I put in my pre order for KO fifteen. Um, that game is in such a great spot, and I'm not, you know. I'm not a guy who's who's got any sort of legacy with KOF. It, it's not a franchise that I'm particularly invested in. But I had such a great time playing KOF 15 that weekend. The gameplay feels so good. The graphics are exactly as legible as I want them to be. That everyone who was complaining is just, you know, just complaining for the sake of complaining, in my opinion. The netcode was so good. I was playing people around the world. I didn't care who, you know, what toaster they were playing. The netcode was great. Uh, it was so improved from the first beta. I, I really like what they did to Rio and Terry, um, which you already mentioned. I, I just, I cannot imagine not spending time with this game when it has the full release. So I put in my pre-order. I'm super happy with it. DNF Duel. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I played it. Uh, did not have a great time. I was really annoyed that I had to spend forever getting into a match. And then once I had... That first day was super rough. Once like, I got into a match, rough. you know, I was playing people. I was having a good time. I was trying different characters. I really liked Dragon Knight um, towards the end. But, you know, people would randomly get disconnected on me. I was like, okay. You know. And, and the thing is that, like, I... I I ha I always complain about video games using betas as marketing. I always complain about this. Not necessarily in fighting games, 
Um, and I don't necessarily think that that's what they're doing here, but no, also, that was a legitimate test. It was yeah, that was a legit stress what test. I'm, yeah, what we, I'm we saw how stressed out they were. That internet was like yeah. What I'm concerned about is how much they actually are planning on changing the game towards launch. Like, is the lobby going to get any different? No, absolutely not. Are you no, going to be final, able? Probably. Yeah. Are you going to be able to see the connections before you accept the match? No, probably not. It's probably safe to assume. You can't do it in Strive. You can't do it in Grand Blue. You can't do it in Dragon Ball. You're going to get nothing. You're, you're just going to see like a connection bar if they're nice to you. And that kind of stuff I've complained about in Arxis titles for a while now. Um, and it was particularly annoying that I found out later that the only way that you could... that the, What they ended up doing, what I've been told they ended up doing is that they went to a fan-made Discord server for the game and put out a survey in that Discord server. That was the only survey that existed. I was informed of this after, and I was very annoyed by that. You know what? I was like, you know what? That should have been a thing that everyone could have contributed to. I wanted to put my my inputs in. And SNK did the, you know, the OBT hashtag on Twitter, right? So they were actively looking at social media. They didn't put out a survey, but at least they did that. Uh, and when I found out later that that survey, which came from Neopol, is what I'm told, uh, basically happened in like a Discord server that nobody had any reason to join any anyway. Uh, I I I was immediately a little concerned <laughs> about um, how how they're gonna address feedback. I I. I I didn't love the gameplay. I didn't dislike it. Um, the netcode is obviously great, but there's also a lot of great games with netcode out now, uh, with good netcode now. So I I really hope that they will uh, improve the online experience and give people more of what they want because I think it's a given that the game will sell decently, but I didn't really see myself picking it up as is. I mean, I probably will if there's a tournament scene because, you know, that that's just what I do. But KOF 15 got a pre-order out of me. And the other one, I'm just like, all right, well, I guess I'll see what happens when the game comes out. Uh, so, uh, didn't hate it. Didn't love it. But KOF 15 looks incredible. That, that's all I really got. The game is going to be something else dude that game is going to be the biggest kof release i think ever yeah i have two complaints about kof talk to me one is i need i need them to fix the backdash because like the backdash input and in the current one is weird and you can't do like backdash with normal to go further yeah yeah, yeah. dude backdash taco is just as good as you know normal backdash and it just, you got you got to double look tap cool. the backdash like really fast and like hold the back um, and the other thing I need to complain about is uh, the same thing I complain about every time one of these fighting game uh, fighting games put out like a user survey and they need to add Karnov to the game. They need to add Karnov and also, uh, you know, I was literally saying that I was like, they need to put in like like a a, a Data East character or like like a, a T, like an ADK character in there. Like, get me like get me fucking get me Mizoguchi again if you have to. Yo, Mizoguchi, somebody, Mizoguchi. right? Just <laughs> like. Back. No, I want I want a King Lion somewhere, anywhere. Did you just yeah? Did you just say that? Yeah, I was literally about to say. I was literally about to say like if you guys you know they're gonna have a jukebox. Can can we get the Kazuna Encounter soundtrack in the jukebox, please? I put that in my my tweets. I was like, can you guys please put it in there? You're only gonna make like one person happy, but I, you know I'm that person, so it's okay. Yeah, I, I will say the one King of Fighters game they added me to Gucci and fucking Neo Wave regulation. Like yeah, that that character was, that yeah. character was super cool in that game. Like that full like, is kick. tight, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like it would be a good idea. Yeah, dude, I want to. I want to be able to do like a high kick and then like a like a sandal comes out of the sky. That's pretty dope. Did you know that Mizuguchi is in Kenka Bancho as a secret boss for some reason? I didn't know that. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I actually didn't know that. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about like single player content in those games, bro. <laughs> but yeah. um... It, I I I had a great time with KO15 DNF Duel. I, I guess I'm not particularly won over, but I'm also not particularly hungry for a new fighting game right now. So that's probably a good thing. Uh, you know, I think DNF Duel, like I think it was legitimately a digital woke test. 
Like, I, I mean, think a lot of that stuff was spaghetti they were throwing on the wall. You know what? It's the only thing that makes sense. I'd be okay with that if they had just told us that. That was kind of my whole thing about it. I was like, what is this? What is this test? What do you want me to see here? You know, I guess the answer well, is like what everything. They want. Exactly. That was my that was my whole problem with it. I was like, like, okay, this is a game. You know, the online is is buggy. No nobody seems to have a clear grasp on the gameplay. Uh there's an infinite. Uh okay, what do you what do you want me to say about this? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like i what's was the, what's the intent like yeah like yo 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 but keep the grappler infinite though dude we need we need all these grapple <laughs> we need all those grapplers to like sh uh, to like make sure that all these zoners can fear for our lives off one touch say oh my lord <laughs> i i again yeah I, I don't know i i got nothing i i i uh i hope they do another beta test i normally don't advocate for that kind of thing i just want them to like usually usually they show, can, show some intent of improvement somewhere yeah. I, I would like i don't i would like to see i would like to see like a, another beta if they can um it's the release there's no release date right? summer i think they said summer yeah it's really wow. soon it, it's also kind of weird that they haven't announced like any new characters since the beta like uh they did they did oh word yeah they did they announced um female mechanic troubleshooter um and another character, I don't remember his name. But yeah, there was like three characters. You know, when I hear troubleshooter, I'm thinking like some sort of IT guy. To yeah, no, troublesho troubleshooter is like a, like a different version of um, Hitman. Hitman. Yeah, yeah. a different version of Hitman. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there, there, there are more, there are going to be more characters. I suspect, I think somebody said, it was, like if you looked at the roster screen, it was going to be like 16 characters or something like that. I mean, sure. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll we'll probably have a lot to say about that over the course of the year, especially if DNF Duel gets a uh... DNF Duel. You know what I will say though, DNF Duel looks like an Ar like Arc Revo the game written all over it. Like that is going to be an Arc Revo game. Dude, I, I hope this is like some sort of like I hope this is like something where like they wanted to do in like Blaze Blue. Whenever they like move Blaze Blue to like three D models, I hope this is like a proof of confidence. You know what I want? That now that you say that, you know what I want is like I want them to do Arc Revo for these games with rollback updates. Like Ooh, it, it's yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a given that they're gonna do DNF dual arc revo. Like it is so fucking obvious that they're gonna do it. Like everything is there. But what I want is I want to see an official ACPR circuit. I want to see an official BBCF tournament. I also want to see. I think tag was at arc revo in the past. They should bring it back. Yeah, it was. It was like in the in the first one. I I want them to give those rollback updates the lime the limelight in their esports stuff like i want to see that and i, I think it would be uh, a loss to us if we did not because i was there i was i don't know if i was the first but i was one of the first to do tournaments on the, the plus r rollback update and the demand you know the numbers for that was so huge and that continues to this day because we're about to get into Frosty Frostings. I, I, I want to talk about the numbers for Plus Art Frosties. Uh, but, like, that, those games absolutely deserve to come back for Arc Revo uh, if they can make it happen. Especially online Arc if they decide to keep doing that. Uh, yeah, I really want to see, like, people come back to, like, Blaze Blue CF because I feel like, you know, that, that series, the mainland series, has taken a backseat over this past couple years. And then, like... Thanks to the you know the prevalence of like online tournaments, especially the uh, efforts done by our own Chickzamo, like you know, yeah, BBCF yeah, yeah. You is, know like, what? Looking like, pretty nice now. You know what? If you guys look, guys, look, Ark. I know you're listening. Somebody from Ark. It, I don't know if Chini. Look, bro. If you guys don't have the money to do like Ark Revo BBCF, don't even worry about it. I got somebody who will run it for you. Just it's called World Serpent Cup. Okay, you guys just slap the Arc logo on it. Okay, you put some money in the pot, and it's gonna blow up for you. Okay, you don't even have to do it. I will put you in touch, or you can just go look up Chigzama on Twitter.com. It's right there. It is free. Okay, it is so easy to do. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my final thoughts about betas. Um, <laughs> let's talk about offline events. Uh, let's talk about Frosty Faustings. We're back, baby. Uh, it's going to be in Lombard, Illinois, as always, January 28 and 29. And, uh, there's a whole lot of games. This is like a disgusting amount of games. 
Uh, I'm really, I'm really like overwhelmed by just how many games we're gonna see at an offline event this year. Like, there's, there's just so much to look forward to, and this, this is what I am in the FGC for. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am here to see all these fucking games. I want to be surprised. I want to see things that I don't always see. You know, I, I like this sort of variety, and so Frosty Fostings. It's coming at us with like how many is this? One, two, three, four, like something like five. Dude, this lineup looks over, almost like over this, twenty this official tournaments. Yeah, like over twenty five, I think. Dude, like this lineup reminds me of like when we were doing Anime Evo at Evo. Yeah, it's like the, the the diversity of this of this lineup is absurd. I can't list them all. Uh, if you're if you're listening, I'm gonna absolutely have links in the description of the video or the podcast for the information for Frosty Fostings. Um, but the official tournaments is like over twenty, and there's like one, two, three, four, five, like over fifteen side events, side tournaments. It's just this graphic has like so many fucking logos on it, and I'm just like I am in awe at what I'm seeing here. Um. There's like a bajillion side tournaments too. There's like, a, what? Yeah, there's a. The I, event, I missed all those announcements. That's crazy. The event is capped at three thousand registered attendees. Right now, they have two thousand two hundred and thirty-five attendees on their official Smash. This is a huge freaking event. This is a huge event. Like we we gotta. This is this is like, like you know, CEO was big, but like just the sheer scope of how many setups and how many games. It's like. There is something for everyone. So, um, really quick, uh, just to kind of go over some of the developments here. Frosty Fostings has announced as of today, uh, January 4th, which is when we're recording, that they will not have on-site competitor registration. Competitors will have until 11.59 p.m. on the 9th uh, Central Time to either sign up or change their main game registration. Side games are unaffected. Uh, spectator badges are likely to hit cap before the event, so if you're planning on uh, watching, then you should register soon. Um, right now, we are in late registration phase, so I think it's like $85 uh, to get a ticket uh, into the venue. Um, yeah. I... A lot of people in the TO kind of community in general were saying... Uh, we're we're saying that on that on site competitor registration should probably just not be a thing. Um, the reason that they removed on site registration is because uh, here are the reasons: increased demand, some games have hit their cap or are close to it, attendee cap, and the desire to keep their staff safer by reducing stress, work hours, and the difficulty to execute their responsibilities to all guests. So I want to hear what you guys think about this. I mean, um, I think Shinobi went on Twitter and said this should just be a thing everywhere. The you know on yeah here you go keeping it one hundred. I feel like there should be on should not be on site registration for competitors moving forward, even before the pandemic switched things up. One of the best decisions I've ever made as a TO. What do you guys feel about that? This well, you know how everybody better, complains right? about uh their seating, right? Yeah, you get more time to seed them if they have to register ahead of time. Very correct. Um, Daryl, do you have any opinion on on? on I, I think Tenma wanted to chime in first. Oh, Tenma, talk yeah. to me. I just want to uh, quickly chime in, uh, real quick. I guess uh, first question is like, this is you're only talking about competitor, not talking about spectator. Yeah, they're only talking about spectator. Spectator, if you want to show up, you can, but they're not expecting that they're going to have a lot of space. It's gonna be a interesting if it's for sake of safety it is if it's for the sake of safety even like having on day spectator seems like questionable because if if that's the goal i i don't think it is they didn't say that they would they they didn't specifically mention covid uh restrictions as as a reason okay. for that or or concerns okay okay uh i guess i missed misread it then that's fine uh but yeah in terms of like Reg for everything. Like obviously, like I feel like there's still a lot of TO that still comes from like their 
local or regional in mind where they're like well some region obviously has hundreds lots of players but like lots of their regionals are still like in their 10s and 20s maybe 50 for a single title right but like those and with that even the single TO can kind of handle that and it's just like and you know we're just like if you're the TO and you got your homies then it's just like oh 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 you're gonna rush tonight oh you didn't get it oh, I got you like that kind of mentality has happened before probably still does right yeah. but if it's an event of this caliber like it should ever be like allowed and in fact like obviously I can't think of any like majors that happened 2019 18 2019 that had on-site evo didn't have a site i don't think combo breaker didn't have any on-site for because again because there's seating to be considered right yeah. like any smaller events that's like side events or just happens on the spot which obviously could happen yeah 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 of course just Tra traditionally i think the only tur the only major tournaments before covid that had like on-site was actually like <laughs> my neck of the woods norcal regionals only because we have our death bracket rule where any anybody who anybody who signs up like past the the normal registration date like gets put into one gigantic death bracket so i love that rule like uh, i i think it's interesting because like it actually creates content as well it is really good content because like if you <laughs> like and as a compare it's great because if you if you sign up early you get a pool of like 16 people and it's free but if you show up, if you decide to show up day of, and I know a lot of my home, like local homies decide to show up to NorCal regionals day of, sign up, they got to deal with a, a 200 man bracket. Like, it is absurd. <laughs> like, why would you want to do this? Okay. Um, let, let's talk about games really quick. Um, so this, this event, like I said, has a lot of, a, a lot of games, uh, all the usuals are there. It's going to be Smash. There's going to be Street Fighter. There's going to be Tekken. There's going to be Dragon Ball Fighters. There's going to be Strive. There's going to be Type Lumina. Um, but the official event lineup is surprisingly diverse and has surprising amount. Of, I think I, I think niche picks, at least in the context of what we're talking about. Um, so uh, if you don't know, the TO, you know, Elven Shadow is kind of a big deal in the gear community. Uh, so. Plus R, Exert, and Strive are all main events. Um, I wanna I wanna talk really quickly about uh, how many people are signed up for Guilty Gear Plus R, because this game got you know the rollback update during the pandemic, and now the question is how does that translate to offline? Right? How does that translate to offline? Well, right now. There are 212 attendees for this game. So what did we say? Like 25%? There's like 25 games, sorry. There's like 25 games, and this one old game, old man game that got a netcode upgrade, represents 10% of the registrants in terms of like, like game share percentage. Isn't that kind of crazy to think about? Like that kind of speaks to the the way that this stuff translates to offline at least i think what, what do you guys think about that i'm personally not surprised this is like good like plus r has been the frosty faustine's like highlight game every single year so it's almost it's almost like you know it like it's almost like um what melty blood unil is to climax well this well plus r is like that to frosty faustine where, where every notable player at least in north america shows up to play plus r at frosty all right, one more but, thing. But, I'm but gonna... Seeing the growth, though, is what's surprising. Yeah, the growth like... is huge. I'm going to do this one more time for Central Fiction. Also just got rollback. 192 attendees. So this is also an official event. It's also blowing up in the bracket numbers. It's almost like having good online travels to good offline. Okay, and I'm only saying this because in the past people have argued to me that having good online is going to kill offline scenes, and that's the dumbest take anyone's ever said to me. To be honest, uh, no, having good off online play encourages people to show up to these events because they're going to know what the game is and they're going to actually be part of the player base. So please do not ever come at me again with a take like that. Um, I feel like it depends on the where they're coming from too, though, right? Because like certain games 
doesn't have an offline culture to start and some some newer players if someone has started during this COVID time they don't know what offline tournament culture is so they won't Oh yeah. I mean, I suspect that a lot of people are maybe going to go to their turn to the very first fighting game tournaments ever now that these tournaments are coming back cuz you know they they maybe they picked up fighting games during the pandemic, right? And they, you know, they want to see this stuff. There's there's no way I think as it is that you you know interact with fighting games for any long, lengthy amount of time and not find out about offline events. And I think uh mm-hmm. I think that has the aspect of like uh it, it, you're gonna see a lot of first timers, I think, uh, at, at these kind of events, uh, especially for some right. of these games with good netcode. Now, um, quick shout out to a couple of other events uh, that are on the the lineup: Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. Really nice to see that. Um, Fantasy Strike. Fantasy Strike uh, calls Frosty Faustings like its biggest event. Um, that's that's kind of dude. Like- I'm hype. I'm hyped to see this like the, the Chicago staple, the mystery turn. Yeah, I want to see what Chicago, kind of mystery, Chicago mystery tournament. I want to see what kind of new content they bring up this time. Chicago mystery tournament, um, Marvel three, right? That's gonna be great. Um, the side events are looking particularly strong. They have Windjammers and Windjammers two, um, Persona four. Dive kick. Yeah, they have dive <laughs> kick. Persona four. I feel like this is gonna be. Uh, a good chance for people who are kind of interested in picking up the re-release to kind of see where people are at competitively. Also, side note, I don't know if what version this tournament is going to run for P4A. I think it's PS3. Uh, so bear in mind that what you're going to see at that tournament is not the That's not coming out this month, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not. But what no. I'm saying is bear in mind that if you're interested in Persona 4 Arena and you want to watch this event, Bear in mind that the P- the release that's coming to new consoles and PC is not this update. It's a version that was only in arcades. It's very different to this. Um, so remains to be seen what what that's going to be. But I mean, uh, you know, the Wait, Persona Four community next? is trying to get itself out there right now. Um, I always got to shout out the Tatsunoko versus Capcom events every time I see them. I love that game so watch the tournament damn it i'm surprised it's set is, is like relegated to the side tournaments because like that like tvc has a really strong like sh- like chicago local scenes so. uh yeah, yeah be- i mean i think i think the thing is that they really try to get developer support for the official tournaments so like fantasy strike always gets uh support by serlin games yeah them's fighting herds is being su- supported by main six and that's the main event and, and also Power Rangers. Power, Power Rangers, Rangers, exactly. Like, yep, that's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. Um, Surprise Killer Instincts is side tournament as well on the note of, like, Chicago and, like, kind of thing. Yeah, actually, you know, like, like also, it's in the same vein as Dive Kick, right? Same developers. Or, yeah. Like, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, Shinobi's running Multi-Blood Actress again, Current Code. Uh, oh, okay. I think I think that's, um, I think the Scrot's actually doing that one. I thought that was for CEO, where... No, is it? I don't know. Hold on. I I think Scrot is um, handling the Frosty Faustings. Like that fool is the the reigning Frosty like Faustings champ for NBACC. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. I thought. I mean, sh- yeah, Shinobi. Yeah, he, here's the tweet. Yeah, I I'll be running the current code side tournament of Frosty Faustings. Yeah, that, there it is. Oh, sick. It's, okay, it's him. Uh, last shout out I'm gonna give is to Mbon. <laughs> Mbon is showing up. I don't know how big that is gonna be, so uh, you know, if you like Mbon, you should probably throw some support to the people who are bringing that out. Uh, cause Mbon has been kind of a fascination of mine in the last few months, so uh, I will definitely be watching and taking notes. Um, yeah, that's Frosty Faustings. Uh, now we're we've talked about the immediate future. Right, with this is going to be. Sorry, before we before yeah, we move to on to that, real, real, real quick. Talk like, do we know um, what's the? So we know that the event is getting pretty. It's blowing up for attendees. Yes. Do sir. we know if there are? Obviously, it's hard because of the current times. But has there been any like tweets or someone saying like they're coming from international for this? Uh, well, we can probably just find that out. I guess. Um, I so that is. That is always like a, because even for um, I, I'm just gonna take Guilty Gear as an example, but a lot, some Japanese players has 
and previously has traveled to uh Austin, but then even before that, I guess even more closer to than that. Like I can't recall if if any of the Indian folks are going. I actually have a few folks here that did reg, but then it's obviously the travel between Canada right now. I I, I honestly can't speak to that. I'm I'm not sure. I'm looking at the um I'm looking at the list right now, just kind of as a cursory look, and I see a lot of familiar names from the U.S. Um, I don't know if we have any Japanese players. I, I don't really know if we have any. Uh... I doubt that. International travel is kind of sketch right now. I'm, I'm, I'd be surprised. I see. Uh, hold on. Where is this guy from? Uh, oh, yeah, no, he's Cali. Um, thought I saw somebody for the GG who was EU, but no. Yeah, I have no idea, honestly, and I, I can't really sort through this right now to really say um i would not be surprised if there was not a lot of international episodes i can tell you right now because i'm planning a trip uh to the u.s it's it's giving me so much anxiety to have to go through that shit i can't imagine doing it for a tournament um so yeah i wouldn't be surprised um yeah that's that's frosties i'm super excited to watch uh if you're gonna go you know obviously best of luck and um you know, please let us know in the comments what you expect, uh, or what you're gonna do, or you know what your thoughts are on all of this. If you're going, please go to their website, and they do have a COVID nineteen policy. Yes, so give it a look. read it. Is it? Yes, it is pretty standard stuff, but like, please read. <laughs> also, um, I do want to. I guess now that we just mentioned that, um, a lot of people now are kind of noticing that you know, for effective prevention of spread that you should be wearing N95 masks, okay? So if you're going to show up to this 2,000-plus event venue, or 2,000-member-plus, like, venue, this huge venue, get yourself some N95 masks, okay? Do it. Just do it, okay? You're going to keep yourself safer. It's better than a cloth mask. Um, so that that is kind of a new thing that a lot of people are recommending to each other. So if you're listening, N95 masks, buy some. Um. Yeah, that I think that's what we got for Frosties. I'm super, super excited. And uh, now we can talk about uh, everything else that we're expecting in 2022. So I'm going to do what we did at the beginning of this episode, which I'm going to go down the list, and I'm going to ask you guys, what are the things you are looking forward to the most in the fighting game scene for 2022? So, Corin, wh what are you looking forward to? Um, King of Fighters, and uh, maybe something new will come out of Virtual Fighter at some point. Maybe we'll get some cool announcements in the future. They seem to be uh, teasing that they've more or less okayed a sequel. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a 2022 thing, but I'd, I'd really like. I really like that interview uh, that they did with Dengeki. I hope that that continues to be a thing. Yeah, I like that uh, producer Aoki is um being very like open. I'm gonna about, link like, an article that I wrote on there. Yeah, I'm gonna link an article that I wrote. Um on super combo uh that has details on the interview that i mentioned uh there was a thread of translated comments from him uh that i linked and also some information on on kind of the status of virtual fighter as a whole so i'm gonna i'm gonna have that linked um okay uh daryl what have you got for me what are you looking forward to um, I mean, I, as always, I'm looking forward for like more Melty Blood like DLC coming down the pipeline, especially since like the new characters they're they're dropping for free. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see. You know, like it's, one, it's great for TOs because we don't have to buy DLC every single time. <laughs> so that's going to be good. <laughs> so so yeah, please more of that, more free DLC characters because it makes it so much easier to like run. This is the easiest. Like, TL is, like, the easiest Melty Blood tournament I've had to run in, like, the last 10 years. Like, I don't have to worry about inconsistent PC setups or, like, incompatible controllers. None of that. So, like, like I'm, I'm loving USB Melty Blood. pulling rates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, keep it up. I love Type Lumina as, as a TL, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep supporting this game. Yeah, you know what? I am going to echo that, but I'm going to go one step further. And you know what I'm looking forward to in 2021? French bread. French bread in general. I think these guys are sitting on really big things like the future, like future type Lumina DLC, you know, like they've, they've very clearly been listening to feedback and they've, you know, they've been addressing the points. And I, and I do think that a lot of the things people are asking for are going to come to pass. And then also 
there's an, a, an Undernight update confirmed. I don't know if that'll be a 2022 thing necessarily, but we will probably hear about it at least. And that is like everyone is like, when's the next uni update? When when is it happening? You know, everyone knows that it's gonna have rollback. Like, it, there's just no way that it doesn't. Uh, so I I think French spread in 2022 is potentially gonna pop off. Um, obviously, you know, they're a small team, so I hope I you know I hope they do genuinely take their time and make the best decisions possible. But I am really looking forward to what they do. Uh, this coming year. Um, last thing I think I'm looking forward to is, uh, what we do here at 956. Uh, I mean, we've been, uh, working on getting a, some semblance of an outline for what we want to do, uh, including recording these episodes, you know, how we work together in the long term. So it's really nice to kind of see that stuff happening and, uh, what we're going to bring to the table really soon. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing part of that. Uh, Tenma, what have you got for me? For I think um, TL is gonna have a really good year for sure. Considering uh, that uh, lots of online events still gonna be sticking around, and on that note, obviously I have I hopes for Drive as well, because uh, uh, that game is obviously so popping. Uh, I think it's gonna keep going for probably still quite a bit of active updates throughout the years. So we I don't think we have heard anything after Cappy Chaos, but. Better. like you're still yeah i mean know, the, the season pass no stuff there. is coming we we know stuff is coming uh it's almost just like there's more stuff when's more stuff but it's just like react this game is not even out for a year yet like, well i will this- say <laughs> that i i do want to hear an update from the crossplay stuff i do want to know mm-hmm. like the the answer that they gave like verification process i was like that that is so like nobody understood that everyone had a different take on what that meant uh, so I want them to um, give us like a like a solid yeah this is gonna happen you know this is when we expect it to happen maybe they'll do a test something I I, I would like to to know about that uh, but yeah I mean Ark could be nice Ark in twenty twenty two again is you know kind of ruling the world right now I I hope they uh they you know you know the nice part about arc arc's business model is that so much of what they do is based on licenses that uh it's it makes it a little easier for them to have so many mark new titles on the table because it's not like capcom right we're like capcom's ips can be saturated very quickly but it's like no arc's got dnf they've got persona they've got guilty gear they've got blaze blue uh they've got a really crazy looking portfolio uh, you know i will say whenever whenever like we get some sort of like announcement for Street Fighter Six. Like I'd be super hyped because I know like that's gonna be like the one Capcom like title that that fighting game title that has been announced for like yeah there hasn't been a new Capcom fighting game since what uh, since MVCI since MVCI yeah 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 so since, I'm actually since, I'm since actually Goku would be cross. <laughs> yeah sure that so, was yeah, their I'd last be, original series it's 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 either that or like they do like an HD remake of Fate, Fate Unlimited codes or something, bro. But like, whatever the next Capcom <laughs> fighting game is, dude, I'd be, I, I'd be hyped to like. You saying twenty twenty is gonna be an aiding's year? Aiding's <laughs> year to lose, year bro. Aiding, let's go. The year of aiding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, uh, Capcom did say that they were gonna have more information this year, uh, regarding that. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't, I don't necessarily think there's gonna be a release in twenty twenty two. No, no way. But no, they, it's right gonna be that Darkstalkers game they've been working on since they showed that Darkstalkers aren't dead man, thing. Shut at up, the man, like... Shut up. It's not even funny at this point. Get out of here. <laughs> time out. But like, but like, honestly, like, if, if this was the year for 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 a new Street Fighter or maybe a Tekken announcement, I'm I'm up for it. Like, like I'd be down. Oh, like no, those dude. those two games have been like the mainstay for like you know what what the ca- like casual fighting game players like you know gravitate towards and i want to see them you know eat as well as you know the melty blood players last year so yeah i mean know. i would like street fighter on online to be bearable because i would definitely like to chill with my street fighter locals cuz like i i i just i i do not enjoy grinding a game to later go to offline and then just like not know what i'm doing or or just not be interested because the online play is bad 
Um, mm-hmm. But if if Street Fighter can come back with a strong product, then I will be there. I will be there. Uh, so looking forward to what they do with that. And I think sure. with that, I mean, we've... Yeah, talk to me, Tenma. Oh, no, I was about to say, like, I think we had that at the end of the year, too, right? Like, kind of, like, slightly off topic, but we're, there's lots of, like, Capcom events still happening, and even some unofficial ones. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, like, Kimono Michi, the yeah. one that Daigo... Oh, that was hype, yeah. That was hype, yeah. Okay, that was... I could talk about that forever, but moving forward, just, like, uh, because of that, like, we, there's still lots of, like, hype for... Uh, more so the old like street fighter 2 but street fighter 5 still had like good uh viewers and like the, there was a lot of like story that went behind it too so it's just like, but now what, what can the devs provide that is gonna be the big thing for this oh dude <laughs> you know what i just saw <laughs> oh no never mind oh that's scary uh Okay, yeah, I I just saw like a like a patch note for like the Steam version of Melty Blood, and I almost died. But it was whoa, it's whoa, literally whoa. <laughs> it's literally apparently apparently Sheeny never posted the patch notes for a patch from 2016. So now now it's there. Oh. I was like I was like what the fuck? I was like... <laughs> that was crazy. All right, well, uh, much love to the developers of fighting games this year, and I think that's all we've got. Uh, next uh next episode is gonna be back on schedule so every sunday uh so we will be back on the 30th and uh you should definitely tune in because we're gonna have a lot to say on that one um so thank you guys for listening once again again we are available on youtube 956pro.com slash youtube uh we're also on spotify uh 956pro.com slash podcast you can also get an rss feed we're also on google podcasts and a couple of other platforms uh so you'll have no hard time finding us if you liked what we're doing if you um want to weigh in we have a comment section of course and we'd appreciate subscribing to our youtube we're really trying to get that out there uh so again thank you guys for the support looking forward to coming at y'all in 2022 and uh that's all for now so have a good rest of your day